You are listening to Her Time to Retire, a podcast dedicated to helping women gain the knowledge, confidence, and support they need to achieve financial success and emotional fulfillment when planning for retirement. If you are ready to finally take charge of your financial life, then keep listening. Your hosts are Glenn Price and Jonathan Scott founders of Keystone Financial Resources in Brentwood, Tennessee. Both men specialize in crafting individualized retirement plans for women and have a passion for helping women discover and achieve their retirement goals. Glenn is a husband and father of four who was taught early in life through his relationship with his grandmother how a woman can not only take charge of her own destiny, but also positively influence the lives of her family and friends that surround her. Jonathan, husband and father of three, attributes his own success to the strong women in his life, including his wife Brooke and his mother Suzanne. Both men together want to help more women live out their dreams in retirement. As always, if you have retirement questions, their phone lines are open at 615-661-9554, or you can visit their website to browse information, view upcoming events, or subscribe to the Her Time to Retire weekly newsletter. Just visit www.keystonefinancialresources.com. Now relax and enjoy the conversation. Welcome to Her Time to Retire podcast, where we help women to learn how to take control of their finances and their destinies. I'm Jonathan Scott, and I'll be your host today. And we're talking with our guest, Deborah Lederman, and she's going to talk to us about a business that she created out of necessity that we just think is fantastic. I'll let her tell you more about that. Uh, but just teeing her up, Deborah is a mom who sure could have used the assistance of a second mom while she was raising her daughter, working full time and moving to Nashville from New York City. Uh, she has 15 plus years in the food and beverage field and hospitality industry eight plus years as an elementary school teacher, and three years as the owner of Pup Squeak, dog and pet care. So with her numerous years of experience in a vast array of fields, she can offer her services as an all-inclusive package to her clients. And we just really want to get in and talk to Deborah about how this came about. You know, she was able to share with me uh, before our podcast and tell me a little bit about her life, but she really had grown up in a very traditional home. Father worked, the mother stayed at home, and uh, that was what she experienced as a child. And life led her in a direction along the way, and she'll tell us more about that. Uh, and she ended up a single mom. And she found herself in a career that she really, really enjoyed and found so much fulfillment in, but she always struggled on the other side at home, feeling like maybe there were deficits or shortcomings there uh, in and around her daughter in the way that she had laid things out in her mind uh, to begin with, you know, the best laid intentions, right? And uh, that's led her to creating uh, a service in today's market that is helping a lot of single moms out there. And so, Deborah, tell us a little bit about your background and uh, and what brought you to what you're doing today. First, thank you. That's um, a great summary of my whole life in three minutes. <laughs> it's wonderful. But, yes, born and raised in New York City. My mom was a mom and a great mom. My dad was a professor at Columbia and went on to uh, become a, a doctor and very traditional but when I was six years old, their marriage fell apart, and my parents got divorced after a very bitter custody battle, and we ended up um, 
growing, my sister and I ended up staying with my dad. And then I went off to boarding school, into college, traveled, and then found myself back in New York with a desire to find more of, of that home life. So I found myself in hospitality, working in hotels, working in freestanding restaurants. And it was great because problems are so easily solved in the restaurant business. Mm. It's a new steak. It's a, a new dessert. It's mm. a fluffier pillow if you're in the hotel business. And it was really meaningful to me to see a problem and solve a problem mm -hmm. and, and to help people feel better about their lives because I saw them, I acknowledged them, I recognized the issue, and I could help them solve the issue. That's a special kind of person in the first place. <laughs> I talk to my kids about this all the time, that they're those people that we run into in life, and it's funny that they are they don't see themselves as self-consumed, mm -hmm. but oftentimes they are, and little things that they could be doing along the way that might help uh, a loved one or help somebody, a friend or neighbor or somebody alongside them. It's not that they're n not wanting to do that. They just don't realize that it exists or the need exists. And so they don't. And we all know somebody like that, mm -hmm. that, you know, when they were going to get that, it would have been so great. They could have called and said, Hey, I'm over here. I'll get that for you too. But that never hit them. Yeah. And then there's those of us that are out there. I grew up in a home where service was a big deal. My mother owned a catering company for 25 years. And so service was our life. And in that upbringing, you know, there was a lot of that that mm -hmm. went on. You know, if mm -hmm. we were running across, we might call the other person that might be running across town as well and say, Hey, I'm over here. Is there anything that you need? I'll grab it while I'm here and bring it back with me. And that was just a part of what we did. And those are service related people. Mm -hmm. And they're mm -hmm. few and far between, I find, <laughs> in this world anymore, but they're out there. They are out and there. And so I think it's so neat that that was a fulfilling thing to you and why you enjoyed that service industry so much. And, and still do, <clears throat> to provide that service to where's the need and what can I do? Mm -hmm. I can't do a little, but a, a little thing, a lot of a little things really adds up, mm -hmm. and it really adds up. And from that, um, being in the restaurant business, being in the hotel business, and it's a tough, it's tough to give and it's tough also to receive and to feel like you're heard. Many times people walk in ready for a battle mm -hmm. in the service industry. And so they can, um, it, it's, they can be ready to fight. Even if you're, the answer is yes. Sometimes it's hard to take the yes. Uh -huh. And I'm sure you know about that. I do. Um, but growing up in New York City was tough. It was great. And it was tough. And then my life went on and I found myself uh, traveling a little bit. And one day I was at the airport uh, at the Dick Clark Bar and Grill out there in New Jersey. And this guy comes along, very nice guy, sitting down at the bar next to me. And he, you know, he I said, I have to go on the flight. He said, well, I have to go on that flight. He said, I'll wait on you. And I thought, wow. This guy's so nice, and he's southern, and he's tall, and he's handsome. And when you're from New York City, any time that anybody is nice to you, you automatically fall deeply in love with them <laughs> and then marry them two years later. So that's what I did. And I married my uh, my now ex-husband, but he's from the Plateau area, and his family's from Jamestown. So after we married, we lived in New York City, and he struggled being mm -hmm. up there. And he said he felt like a caged animal, which I, I didn't understand because that's all I had known. 
but when you're married? I said, sure, I'll move to Nashville. And I thought, how bad could it be? And that was back in 2005, so I'll leave you to answer that question. It was just really different For than sure. New York City. I had to um, figure out where things were and how people related and how to drive a car everywhere. My car became my giant pocketbook. Mm-hmm. I put everything in there, which was um, which was wonderful. And then I had a child, a little beautiful baby girl, and, and she grew up, and the husband grew away, and we got a divorce. And then I found myself alone in Nashville with a with an infant and really being stuck and wishing I had a second pair of hands, wishing I had a second mom to help me do the really hard things and even the easy things. But how do you balance cleaning the house and cooking the dinner and putting the kids to to bed and making sure that you get to the grocery store or, or pick up the prescription. And I really was overwhelmed. Um, and from that, mm. it, it was it was too much. And there were many a night that I spent in tears trying to think of solutions. And I am so grateful to my neighbors. The, uh, the woman I met on my second day in Tennessee is still my friend. How about that? She's still my friend. And, and I think I'm very, very fortunate, and I couldn't have done it without the help of my community. That so much speaks to me. That's so much a part of my personal story. Um, it just, uh, that's what I saw mm-hmm. growing up, mm-hmm. and, and almost at the same age as your daughter would have been. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be very impactful on your daughter as well. But I saw my mom becoming this primary breadwinner for the first time in her life. And I saw her really struggle emotionally mm-hmm. with having to do that because, you know, she had laid out her life in her mind the way it was going to go. And, you know, her biggest aspiration, and she says this to this day, she said, you know, my big aspiration was to be a great mom yeah. and to be a great parent. And I didn't have a big aspiration that I was going to be a career-minded woman. Now, my mom was very successful. She was great at her career, great at it. And she made a lot of money. But the reality was it it never was what she Mm -hmm. had foreseen for herself. And she really struggled in between the roles. But the role was a necessity role. She had to take on that role for us kids. That's so, I think I I hear that story often, that Mm -hmm. women find themselves doing things because there's no alternative. Right. You have to provide for your family. Mm -hmm. and, And doing two, three jobs at a time, if that's what it takes to put food on the table, women will do that. Mm-hmm. And because having a family for so many women is important and is how they see themselves. And the other stuff sort of fills in the back end. Um, with my, when my daughter was nine years old, she got bitten in the face by a St. Bernard. Oh, my goodness. Punched, punctured, ripped off Couldn't her have ear. been a chihuahua. It could not have been a no. <laughs> Right? Right. That way. But many stitches later, I realized I had to get a dog because my daughter was going to hate dogs forever. Mm-hmm. So we got a great dog, still have this dog, but I'm walking the dog, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm walking the dog. I'm not the only person that has a dog. I'm not the only person that needs to have their dog walked. I will start a business called Pup Squeak Dog and Pet Care because if I have to walk my dog, there are other people doing the same thing that need this. Mm-hmm. And so I had a nice little circle of uh, people that would help me. Sure. And they needed their dog walked. I made some cash in my side hustle, and it was never what I envisioned. 
but there was the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I, I know enough to know what I need. I'm not special. I don't need unique things, but if I need it, someone else needs Absolutely. it. Um, I, don't, I don't feel that I'm alone, but what I do is I just started my business to meet the need. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's all that people need is to say, oh, wait a minute, I, my need is legitimate, and there's a way to address that need. Tell us about your second mom business. So my second mom is that I became for others what I need, what I needed and still need for myself. How can I help you make your life better? Um, And that can take anything from picking the kids up from school. I will bring them home, get them started on homework, pick the things up in the living room, get dinner started, and then you walk in at 6 o'clock and I walk out the door. So we took we take care of things the way a mom would. I'm not on the phone calling all the time, hello, Mrs. McGillicuddy, where should I put salt in the dish? Um, do you want to have this wiped down? Should I start the dishwasher? No, I make these decisions so that you don't have to. I make these. I, I help you the way a mom would help you. Now, do you do all this yourself, or do you no, have I, a staff? I do have a staff. <laughs> I have a staff, and I have a wonderful uh, couple of people that work for me. One woman has twins. She had mm-hmm. twins. They're still, but they're not little. And we worked for a client that had twins, so I had her. This one, my one employee helped the babies get on a sleep schedule. My other employee has a little girl, and so she took the other little girl off her hands, and I worked one-on-one with the mom, helping her prepare to move. Mm-hmm. And that meant going through her things. What means something? What doesn't mean something? What can she hold on to? What does she have to get rid of? And in a more, she, we were able to do this in a calm environment because the children were being taken care of. Mm-hmm. So I hire staff that have experience. I hire staff that are moms or grandmas or aunts. Or I have a grandfather that I call on if that's something that needs to be done. My second mom helps you the way a mom would help you. And I go back to that over and over again because for the amount of time that you could spend on the phone talking to a college kid, you might as well just do it yourself. Right. If you want to have that experience, then you should have that. And that's great maybe while you're going out in the evening and the kids are in bed and you don't need anything and you just want to make sure the house doesn't burn down, get a college kid. But if you want decisions made, if you want your home handled the way you would handle all the problems that come up, that's my second mom. Yes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I know a lot of ladies would really appreciate that. I don't, I don't know where I would have been, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've had the luxury that my mom's been a huge fixture in my life. Um, she lives across the street now, if that tells you anything. That's wonderful. But the uh, the grandchildren, you know, she, they would be devastated if she wasn't there for so many things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's something that we take, you know, broadly for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's but it's just not, and so many people don't experience that same thing. So I think it's a wonderful concept. What do you do to you? Do you price it out a la carte or on the service, or, or how does that work? Great question. We right now are doing it by the hours. You buy a block of time, and that's mm-hmm. the amount of time that we would spend doing the tasks that needed to be done. Oh, that's and a great so idea. And so it really covers everything. So um, if you wanted it for a week or a month, you'd buy a block of time. Correct. That's, and then we would sit down. we work out a plan with you to see what needs to be done. We worked... Uh, I worked very closely with a, a retired doctor, wonderful woman, huge house, but she wouldn't go into her closets. 
She kept just throwing the things in the closet, never organized the closet, and became afraid of her closets. Oh, wow. So we sat her down one day, got the boxes out, got her a cup of coffee and said, do you love this? Nope. Got rid of it. Do you love this? Yes, we kept it. So <laughs> help her to overcome her fear. And that was a small block of 10 hours and very, very successful. We uh, had a client out in Franklin, great couple, retired couple with three very wonderful little pups that required their um, collars on, collars off. They were in the house, out of the house. They had to be walked at a certain time and their food had to be cooked a certain way. But the mom got sick and she was in the hospital and that poor man was home alone and he was overwhelmed with dogs and, and loneliness. And so we were able to go out there and spend some time with him, help him with the dogs. And that was over a 10-day period and that was really important that was i wondered if that wasn't the case you know i see a lot of that i see a lot of folks uh, too i wonder if if, do you ever help with you know a lot of people are taking care of parents or Mm -hmm. even spouses parents Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and oftentimes they just need somebody that would you know do small things on the side during that time to help share some of the load absolutely and and to give companionship Mm -hmm. and at this time in our world, we are a little more isolated Mm -hmm. than we have ever been. And it's taking a very large toll on people. So, and and that's especially for the elderly, the homebound, the sick. What happens if you break your leg? Right. You're home and, and you're by yourself. So those are all the services that we provide. We specialize in sick kid sits. So what do you do when your kid is sick? Not sick enough to go to the hospital, but too sick to go to school. Do you stay home? Do you take your time off from work? We will come in and spend the day with your kid. We will make sure that they're getting the medications that they need, that they're eating healthy and not just um, taking this opportunity to eat all the junk food that's in the closet. Uh, we'll make sure that they're resting and following you know, your guidelines, and you don't have to worry about your kid. You can go about your business, whether that means being on a video call in the house, being out of the house at the office, going grocery shopping, going um, to do the things that you need to do. You don't have to worry about your kid because my second mom is sitting with your sick kid. I bet a lot of people are utilizing that during COVID. This has been very, very important. And um, right now we have a two-week wait for that. It's hard to know when you're <laughs> sick, but right. um, that's that's been a really, uh, that's a wonderful thing. This is a great service for people that use shipped, for example. Mm-hmm. If you will outsource your grocery shopping, mm-hmm. you can outsource some of the things that are happening in the house to take that pressure off of you. Do you want to sit around and wait for the cable guy to show up or the refrigerator delivery guy to show up or the hot tub guy? I know we're having a lot of things um, coming to the house because people aren't leaving the house, but what do you do when you do need to leave the house and this stuff is due for For delivery? My second mom can come in. We can take the responsibility of calling the delivery company. We can figure out when they're supposed to be here. We can manage that so you come home and that work is done. Well, Deborah, I think it is a fantastic concept. Uh, I just uh, I thought you were so great when I met you. I <laughs> wanted to have you on our podcast. I thought, you know, this lady 
is is just special. You're a special person. I really love that you're service oriented, and I love that you've formulated a company to solve a need for so many single working moms out there. Yeah. And it's just a huge demographic. So thank you. And uh, I just want to let everybody know, you know, Deborah, I'll let you plug your company a, a second. Great. Tell them how they can reach you, where to find you. Um, before I say that, I want to say thank you back. You have made me feel welcome, warm, and wonderful about you, your podcast, and everything that you're doing because you understand service and you understand that women come at it differently than men. For certain. Not better, not worse, just differently. And thank you for hearing that. Yes. On behalf of all the women everywhere. <laughs> um, yes, my second mom www.mysecondmom.com. It's the word second on Instagram as my second mom with the number two, my second ND mom. Give me a call directly at 615-975-4323. You can email me at Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H at my second mom. Dot com. It's seven letter Deborah, not five letter Deborah. Just <laughs> one thing I learned is I got to be specific on that one. That's, right. that's um, right. Well, thank you to everybody out there that's been listening. Thanks to our guest, Deborah Lederman, for joining us today. And as always, if you've got any questions about anything we discussed today, we'd love to talk with you more. You can reach us at KeystoneFinancialResources.com or give us a call on the phone, 615-661-9554. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Take care. You have been listening to Her Time to Retire with Glenn Price and Jonathan Scott. Glenn and Jonathan would love to talk to you and answer any of your retirement questions. All listeners can take advantage of a free 15-minute consultation with Glenn and Jonathan, whether via a phone call, Zoom meeting, or in person. You can schedule your consultation by calling 615-661-9554 or by visiting our website at www.keystonefinancialresources.com. Thanks for listening. The opinions expressed by Keystone Financial Resources and guests on this podcast are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, or BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Keystone Financial Resources are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. 